direct conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narrationating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Thank you, Vandello, and welcome back to Ret Conversations. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri. And with me, okay, are you ready for this one? Oh, I've done. I've done. <sighs> All right, because let's she's never. Because she's never keeping secrets and she's never telling lies. It's <laughs> Leia Cameron. I dug deep enough to find baby face, y'all. Yeah, yeah, you went to the well on that one. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> and uh, our guest today, our very special guest, first time on any graphically novel production, Jesse Letourneau. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did, yeah, absolutely. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Yeah, first time. Didn't even Go check beforehand. Meant to, but didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesse, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, it's kind of a tradition on uh, on our, our graphically novel productions. The first time you're on to talk a little bit about comics, um, and also um, hit me with a little bit of uh, why you chose Original Sin today. All right, yeah, for sure. Um, well, so my journey begins, uh, I was like nine or 10 and I got a birthday gift. Now to understand this birthday gift, I grew up in conservative evangelical land mm. and in conservative evangelical land, all of the parents assume that every parent is more conservative than they are because you don't ever, and you just try to just let everyone get along. So my friend, Adam Klein, his parents, at least his mom was probably more liberal than my parents. My parents were pretty cool. And then our school and our churches were like, the reason that I'm no longer evangelical. Uh, <laughs> but, he, but he gave me this, this box of comic books, but they were Christian comic books. And they are the trippiest thing. So I know that comic books are, are a medium, not a genre, but some of these comic books weren't comic books. They were just biographies that someone had illustrated and then put way too many words on the page for. And so kind of like that chick were, tracks? No. So <laughs> not at all. They were um, like... So like one is Chuck Colson's biography uh, where, you know, it's just a, it's a boring biography about an old white guy. And I know these aren't like aimed at teens because Christians don't understand that everything for kids is for kids. Sure. Um, right. One was called the cross and the switchblade, which is a story of an assemblies of God pastor that goes to the inner city to try to save gang members. So there was Alrighty. that type of Christian comic book. Then there okay. was Bar- yes. Then there was the Barney bear comics which are like the Berenstein Bears, only not as well drawn and the morals are just way more out there with a page at the end of how you too can pray the sinner's prayer and send in a card and tell people you've become a Christian. That is wild. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's not just Alf and Pog form. It's not just <laughs> the stuff you'd already seen. It's, um, yeah, like these books that just, you know, like, and boring too. Like at nine, I don't care who Chuck Colson is or that he found Jesus. Like I don't. That's not going to come in. Right. And like full disclosure, like I'm I'm Jewish, so this is kind yeah. of um I I've never heard. Uh, I mean, I like I knew that that some of these things existed. Again, like like the aforementioned chick tracks, but I did not know that that was like a whole thing. So this that's fascinating to me. Like that's yeah, very this, interesting. This, yes, this is this is like the chick tracks. Like uh, this is the fun uncle, right? This is the one that tries to like pull you in <laughs> sincerely. And like, hey, kids, come along. This is fun. Welcome to the world of Christianity. 
That's, um, that's that's also super interesting. So on the other side of that, yeah, um, my mom hit every single like uh, new age religion while I was growing up. Like it was a different every sure. week. But I remember having Wicca comics in the house. What? Yeah, like like what? this this is this is the Lord and Lady. This is what Wicca represents. This is you know how you how you do your daily uh, daily prayer with your thame, like the whole thing. That's crazy. Like I mean, now I feel like I really missed out because my household was very agnostic growing up. And so like we did <laughs> not have any of this stuff. We had regular comics. <laughs> let, me, let me just make a note here. Jewish comic books for Leia. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I mean, you can probably give them to a cold. I would just, I'd be careful there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the chick track equivalent. You never know. Yeah, yeah right. The agnostic book sounds more fun than an anthropomorphic bear telling me to clean my room. Like that feels. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it, and then there's there's this third stripe of Christian Archie comic books. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. I, I did know I, about those. I, I did know it, about yes. Yeah. The 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 trippiest thing in the world. My favorite thing is uh, I and I actually did a little research like last night, going like, what was I reading? Nobody knows how he got the rights. Huh. Like Archie hasn't said anything, and like, if it's fair use or if he had a co- like, but the guy Al Hartley, who's writer, director, producer of the comics, just takes the Archie gang and like makes them into morality tales. And some of them make sense, right? Reggie's all about ego. Veronica's all about being stuck up and stubborn and rich, and you know, Jughead becomes gluttony. Uh, Archie becomes clumsy, which I don't. <laughs> know that that's, that's a sin that's not one of the seven deadly sins in the my seven understanding sins sure. seven uh, never taught me about that one yeah 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 <laughs> well and it's weird because the looks like guy, he fell down the stairs was a murder I... <laughs> yeah well like, really bad at sports which is like not at all right he's he has the the save by the bell where they all played all the sports and they're all the stars right um, yeah which makes sense if you go to christian high school like i never questioned that until i got older but uh, yeah, and then and then Betty is the good little girl, and um, she As leads she, us all in prayer. Yeah. Leads us all in prayer at the end of the book, and then uh, there, and then there's another mailer you can send in and let Al Hartley know that you gave your life to Jesus. Wow. Um, so I so getting from there to original sin is is a little bit of a jump. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I mean it tracks. <laughs> well, yes, this is this is true, and. Uh, I haven't caught Dan's episode, but uh, listening to Mr. Miracle with Jr. was uh, was was quite the trip as well. Excellent, <laughs> oh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can I can totally see that, but yeah, no, I'm 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 glad that you listened to it and enjoyed it. That makes me very happy. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. We, we have we have definitely hit the highest of highs and the lowest of lows this season. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not to get off track before we get out of the introduction, but I've listened to the show, so I don't feel bad. Um, like the scriptures, the Bible, the, the Christian scriptures, right? The Holy Bible, like it's such a well-known work that it gets used and referenced, especially in comic books, like a lot. All the time. And, yeah. And, and the authors are coming from such different places that it's actually really interesting to see what a, you know, Alan Moore will do with it versus a Orson Scott or Orson Scott card. Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Right. For yeah. Sure. And like, and and again, like you know, we've we've done, we've talked about it on the show before how a lot of these original comics creators, like you know, like Golden Age stuff, you know, a lot of the comics creators were Jewish, but they did yes. use mm-hmm. uh, you know Christian scripture and and ideals and things like that, you know, in order to right. 
both assimilate themselves and and also appeal to the the wider majority audience you know with with the with that kind of thing so that aspect has always been fascinating to me i mean uh, i could talk a, about that for hours but i won't because that's right. not what this podcast is about <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a super there's a super good argument to be made that superman himself is a jesus allegory made by jews yep 100 100 percent. i mean he's a moses allegory yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah but he's he's sent off to become the savior of another people yeah oh wow okay all right i already like where this is going we have not even started this is <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> This I love great. having the, I love having theologians on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Like it's it's yeah. it's really fascinating to me. Like because I grew up so I mean you know again Jewish, but I grew up right. in a very very uh, waspy Christian area. Like I, I grew mm-hmm. up in I don't know where where you're from, Jesse, but out here in the uh, Chicagoland area, like I grew up close to Wheaton, which is a huge okay, yeah. evangelical <laughs> mecca. Yes. Um, you know, with Wheaton College and whatnot that Billy Graham graduated from and all this other stuff. So like, you know, where I grew up, there's like two synagogues in the county mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, you know, Jewish uh, food in the grocery store is in the ethnic aisle, you know? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, yeah, um, salsa and matzo feel like they should get their own aisle, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like right next to the Italian pasta sauce. Like it's <laughs> so freaking weird. And for um, some reason, Velveeta. Yeah, what's that about? Velveeta is an <laughs> ethnic food for some reason. Is white an ethnicity now? Like I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it sounds like the whitest thing in the world, but it's usually right next to like Mexican. Yeah, anyway, so weird. Anyway, as we as we do yeah. so yeah. So other uh, than the title, what brought you to Original Sin? Yes. Um. Yeah. Right. Uh. So from from those from the Christian comics, I got into you know Muppet Babies and Heathcliff. Yeah. And, and then nice. and then into uh into comics proper um into the marvel stuff i was a marvel fan by fanboy growing up uh captain america was the first uh comic i bought with my own money and Excellent. so i've been i've been in and out depending on you know interest and finances uh kind of following marvel since you know mid to late 80s um and i know i read from avengers disassembled through secret invasion oh um, okay and this might be blasphemous for this show, but um, I actually don't like Bendis as an author. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I I totally understand why why people go up and down on him. I mean, sure, like, yeah. he he's not somebody that I'm going to defend, like <laughs> Matt Fraction or <laughs> you know Neil Gaiman. Like somebody's right. like, I don't like Neil right, Gaiman. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to need to explain yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and so I just got to the point where like. I feel like superhero comics go through this 10-year cycle of like the same stories with a new coat of paint. Yeah. yeah. And, so I, and so I'd read everything. I'm like, all right, I can't afford this. You know, I'll check in on Captain America from time to time. Um, so I dropped out right after Secret Invasion. Also, do you need an entire summer to just to say, Bendis likes Mockingbird, let's bring her back? Like, it's, it's a lot of work for, <laughs> for, you have a multiverse, just pull her in. Um, and yeah, and so I dropped out. So I picked Original Sin. Um, like I was telling you beforehand, I know the beginning and I know the ending. Um, I can't imagine how we got there. And also I'm probably going to be upset that we did. Um, it just, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, I'm, I'm actually really curious as to what comic shenanigans, um, just, again, it, it seems like a lot of work to solve a problem that doesn't exist, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing how we get there. 
Awesome. Well, it yeah. sounds like uh, in the timeline that you were describing, uh, you have read Avengers versus X-Men or listened to our episode on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes to the second. Okay. Uh, because this has a lot to do with Avengers versus X-Men. <laughs> okay. uh, at least a lot. It references it a lot because it was the last major event uh, unless you okay. count Infinity and Axis, which Oh God, Axis is probably a future episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's when Red Skull takes Professor X's brain and becomes a telepath. Uh, yeah, it, it bad. Um, but yeah, it, it's in uh, Infinity was all new Marvel now. So it wasn't even really in the main six one. Okay. So Avengers versus X-Men was probably the last huge event that's hit. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just uh, buckle in and get into it. All right. Um, <laughs> I have 14 pages of notes here. <laughs> there, We will be going over nine issues because um, there is some context that happens in issue zero. So okay. I have included it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a, uh, a trigger warning to Leia that this involves uh, Nova, the moon, and kind of clones. Don't forget uh, eyeballs. Don't forget I, eyeballs. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, you told for me the, last for the night. listeners, yeah, for the listeners at home uh, that that don't know me, um, I have. <laughs> this is hilarious because I was halfway through the thing and I I texted Josh and I was like, "Did you know? Fun fact about me that I have like an eye phobia thing." <laughs> <laughs> and this is the worst possible comic to read, but I mean, I made it. It's comic book yes. violence, so it's not like a right a, a huge deal. But it did make me laugh because I was just like, "Oh man, I'm so uncomfortable." <laughs> At least you didn't have to present. Today. Yes. So. so we start with Nova, uh, Sam, floating in space, uh, basically talking about how he always wanted his father to be proud of him, even though his father was an alcoholic ex-Nova Corps member. All right. I got uh, to pull, pull the brakes already. Nova, oh, yeah. Nova's named Sam? The new Nova, yes. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that would have been my guess, just making yes. sure I wasn't... You know, didn't have but also, thing. thank you for the reminder. I got lax because I realized that you had listened to the show before. For those who are listening for the first time, Jesse has the power at any point to pull the emergency brake on the show, stop it dead, and ask Leia a question. I probably shouldn't have answered that question, but... <laughs> That's okay. I was, like, lagging a few seconds behind because I was, like, file not found. Um... <laughs> so... <laughs> so, uh, if Leia can't answer... Then it goes back to me. If neither of us can answer, we probably just wave our hands and go comic books. <laughs> right. uh, and I'm so, assuming this is the the bands have transferred to him, and he's just the new guy, kind of. Oh, uh, the helmet. In this case, it's the helmet. Yes, right. and it is his father's helmet. Basically, um, his father disappeared. Sam had to take care of the family. Um, he never really kind of believed what his father was saying about being a galactic adventurer named Nova. Until sure. one night, Sam is like, oh, it's my dad's helmet. I'll just put it on and then became the new Nova. Right. So it's it's Django Fett meets the mask. Gotcha, Joe. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> as he's going through, he's like, yeah, then I met a bunch of people and I ran through Space Marvel. And one of the weirdest dudes I ever met was this guy named The Watcher who lives on the moon. So, Because <laughs> of course he does. Right. And the watcher never speaks, but every once in a while I just go up and I hang out with this mute giant bald dude. And uh, <laughs> other people know about him, but I, you know, I, at this point, Sam is like late teen. So yeah, he's, he's still thinks of things a lot like a child. And okay. so is like, I wonder about this guy all the time. 
But he's wondering about this guy as he's fighting an awoken Aztec god in New Mexico. <laughs> sure. Um, he uh, he's fighting him, and he does what in my notes I described as he teenage mutant ninja turtles him because <laughs> in the first episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles they're fighting the Foot Clan clan, and at one point the they hit it, uh, and the robot goes clang, and he goes clang. Did you say clang? And then they realize that they can actually cut up these robots because they're not people. Yep. Right. Uh, that exact same thing happens with Nova. He's like, oh, you you said clang. So he like destroys the robot <laughs> in record time. Uh, and as he's done, like the Avengers show up. So like Cap and and Iron Man and Thor. And they're like, oh, our, I guess we're late. Um, and Nova's like, like glad to see them but like because like iron man's congratulating him and he's like right. looking around and they're like uh something wrong are we not enough and he's like no i was just really hoping that that watcher guy might show up <laughs> and uh steve who in this is a little uncharacteristic but steve is like uh funny wait you're kidding right like <laughs> and and iron man like explains listen um the watcher shows up for like giant cosmic level events um this was a dude that came from the ground uh (laughs) like he's old as time and he doesn't really get involved ever uh but what he does is he just sits on the moon and records the activities of a billion billion races right like and nova's like why how come (laughs) i'm like there's this great shot of just tony's like face mask like no words just like processing yeah processing <laughs> so question for leah yeah uh the watcher who never interferes have they retconned the fact that he never interferes until like he does all the goddamn time it is addressed in this okay um, okay we will I, we will see a little bit about that and what it means okay so nova's like i understand what he does why does he do it uh you know why yeah. why would anybody watch and like there's another moment in steve sweet cinnamon bun steve (laughs) too good too pure for this world says you know i don't think that anyone's ever stopped to ask it (laughs) uh so sam goes okay and flies to the moon uh and like hangs out with the watu and shows up brings him a gift (laughs) he brings him a chunk of the battlefield where the avengers and the x-men stop the phoenix force See okay. Avengers versus X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he's like, I don't know if you collect souvenirs. Like, I know you watched it, but here you go. Here's like a little souvenir. <laughs> the watcher like takes it and just walks into his house. And Sam's like, um, is this you inviting me inside? Can I come inside? Okay, Aww. I'm gonna come inside now. <laughs> so he's like walking through the watcher's house and being like, he doesn't have any photos, he doesn't have any sculptures, mm-hmm. no plants, like there's not anything you know yeah and as he's walking through all of a sudden his helmet get like gives him a migraine um okay and uh he looks around and he can see basically ghost watcher um so like watchers in different positions that that may be and, and i'm not sure if it's like alternate timelines mm-hmm. um but it is like just a bunch of different uh watchers in different situations yeah and, it, uh, it's, I, I took it to mean that it was like alternate universe right. watchers um right. and uh 
the helmet, see, Sam's not used to the helmet and he doesn't sure. really, like, he's gone to the Nova Corps at this point, but they haven't really given him, like, the full training on what the hell he's supposed to do or what the helmet really says. So mm-hmm. the helmet is just sending danger signals, but he doesn't know what they mean. Right. Um, so Sam kind of clears his head and uh, all the ghosts are gone and so is the actual Watcher. So Watu is somewhere else. Um, so Sam's like, uh, this is the nearest door. I'll go in here. And he goes into the Watcher's Armory, which is which where... Which we've never seen, right? <laughs> right. No. Okay. Uh, he's like looking through and he's like, okay, uh, this is place is dangerous. Is that the ultimate nullifier? That thing <laughs> that can obliterate galaxies? I am standing in front of it. <laughs> and that's, that's what he can identify. That's what the helmet can identify. Like, that's what he can identify. And the helmet is like, I know a couple other things, but not all of these things. Right. So he's like walking very carefully. Like he's walking through a very expensive, uh, uh, you know, pottery display. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to bump into something and destroy the universe. Right. Sure. Um, So then he gets through the armory and he's like, okay, okay. I'm through the danger. And then the helmet hits him with another brain punch is what he calls it uh he's like nope that wasn't where the danger is i'm getting closer to where the actual danger is um but he's like i should leave but i i want i came here to ask the watcher a question so i i want to ask it um and then like he starts to be able to discern some of what the helmet's saying but but he doesn't exactly understand the words like he understands the words but not what they mean Mm -hmm. so like Peril, friction energy, multiverse engine. Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So he's like, okay, well, um, and and the Watcher is, like, he finds him, and uh, the helmet identifies that the Watcher is standing on something called the multiversal friction engine, uh, which just the words aren't great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Watcher is looking at screen. and. On the screen, it's showing kind of the Watcher's history. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the Watcher's race, basically, the Watcher, Watu's father basically went to the other Watchers and said, listen, we're the oldest and most intelligent sentient life. And so um, it's our responsibility to help, you know, other races, like, and bring them up. So we should reach out, we should aid them. And so they reach out to the like youngest uh basically primate uh level race and they give them uh nuclear nuclear energy basically uh and like they watch you know for a while and the civilization grows like super quick um and they're like okay that's awesome we've built a utopia look what we can do now let's go to the stars and help others so they go to the stars at one point they kind of come back uh, towards this planet and find out that basically they've blown themselves up. Right. Uh, yeah, there, there's been war. There's been, you know, and uh, Watu's father is like, is like guilty, but at the same time, just flabbergasted. He's like, right. what? How, why? Why would you do this? You could do anything with this and you chose to <laughs> war with each other. Uh, right. we've, we are indirectly responsible for genocide. So mm. now... It remains our responsibility to observe, but that's it. So right. basically, Uatu is explaining 
to uh, you know to to Nova why he just watches. Right. Um, and at one point, Uatu like looks at his father and was like, "No, no, no, the intentions were good." And his father's like, "No, never again." And so that's like the story of Uatu. Okay. Um, and Nova's like, "Oh man, that's that sucks." Like I'm I, I'm sorry he doesn't cover it. Like I don't know how to even comprehend something like this. You know. Right. Um, so, so yeah. A quick quick question: uh, <clears throat> giving humanity the nuclear option is that us or is that like a a past version of us that we blew it up? And then they said, next time around, we're just watching. Um, it's not super clear okay. in the panels. like it, But, I mean, I you can kind of assume it was, uh, it doesn't look like a, like a, like a Earth or an alternate Earth. Like, it, it could just be another sentient civilization gotcha. somewhere out there. But we don't actually get to see the people. Okay. Right. So, right. at so, this point. Um, I was going to say, so we, we've got the prime directive in place. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Which, much like Star Trek, we're going to violate it every chance we get. Uh, <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. Uh, but Sam's like, okay, I get it. I get your vow. Um, how much do you have to watch? Like, do you weigh more? Oh, and sure. Uatu waves his hand and basically stretches the limits of, like, Sam's brain by showing him not only all of these different places, but multiverses. Okay. Um, like a million billion view portals. Mm. Um, and uh, and he's looking at things and he sees like an African-American American Captain America. The thing is Dr. Doom. Uh, his sister, if she'd been old enough to be Nova, like all these parallel worlds, like right. basically all the what if stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the one thing that Sam realizes, no matter what Watu is looking at and all of these timelines and, and that he's looking at he's he keeps looking for a timeline where his father was right um and he can't find it so basically in all of these timelines this this primates uh blew themselves up um oh okay uh so nova looks at the watcher and basically all he can think to say is i wanted my dad to be right too um right. so the watcher kind of turns off the screens and and you know you, I mean, it doesn't show the action, but I get that I got the feeling that he kind of nodded his head. Right. Um, so Nova says, okay, listen, after everything you've shown me, I feel like a real jerk asking this, but you see everything, you know, so much more. Um, do you know what happened to my father? Um, and he just kind of rambles a little bit as the watcher looks at him. And the watcher finally says, he is alive. And Nova's like, oh my God, he's alive. And like, rockets out of the out of the place back towards earth and then it has a really cool panel of the watcher like reaching into his robe pulling out the little rock in in like you know that nova brought him his yeah. gift putting it on a pedestal and walking away so it's like the only thing in his entire mansion that is a keepsake or a souvenir yeah yeah it's really sweet it yeah. is really sweet and you know normally I'm not a huge Nova fan. This was probably one of the best. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I have to say I am much less upset so far at a comic book that said, "What if we asked a Jack Kirby creation what its feelings were?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that should have gone off the rail. Uh, right. I'm like, because the Watcher doesn't need to be retconned because the Watcher is plot device. Like you don't like. Right. But yeah, though that's uh, and fathers and sons. Uh, is yeah. very original sin as far as dogma. 
Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that is the end of issue zero. So that's given us kind of an oh, wow. idea just of where the watcher is at this point. Right. Um, so <laughs> you get the the typical beginning. Uh, you know, he is the watcher, blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. if you've ever seen or even watched What If, all right. of that to explain the watcher is done every time the watcher comes up to anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it says for the first time he feels fear. And he like is walking around his house and all he does is he stops, looks behind him and says, I see you. And then there's a gigantic explosion uh, in his mansion um, on the moon. <laughs> so then we move to uh, a, a diner, uh, a, or I'm sorry, a steakhouse in, uh, <laughs> on Earth where Captain America, Wolverine, Black Widow, and Nick Fury are having dinner together. Um, they're all talking about how it's it's meat night <laughs> and all of them talking about the best meat from what animal that they've ever had. Uh, Leia? Yes. And uh, there's no other way to ask this question. What is meat night? So uh, meat night, for the purposes of this comic, uh, basically it, it appears to be a time that they all get together and essentially have a quote-unquote family dinner and the only rules apparently are that you have to have some kind of meat um that's that's as far as as i understand it from this comic uh it's pretty great because again given who's at the table um you know you've got cap you've got wolverine you've got widow and you've got fury um the this the story that comes out of this is actually really really good yeah uh (laughs) Well, and it, it all starts, like, basically, like, Steve starts basically saying, okay, um, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm full. And Wolverine's uh-huh. like, you're not going to waste that meat. Stop worrying about your damn finger. It's meat night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I am going to retcon myself and believe that this is the inspiration between behind uh, John Silver in AEW. being Yes. Oh, uh, my God. Johnny I Hunt. love John Silver. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, Nat is basically like, this is a pretty good steak, but you know what's best? Bear. <laughs> like, a bear that you kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, I've eaten bear. It's not that good. And she's like, you haven't eaten a Russian bear. <laughs> I now want just the comic series of of uh, Black Widow and Wolverine talking about, like, food they've eaten. Yeah. Right? I yes. want I want these four in like a diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yes, I want a cookbook from the four of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Widow asks uh, Steve what the best steak he's ever had, and he's like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And Fury interrupts him and says it was Christmas, nineteen forty-four, in uh, Bastogne, Bastogne, yeah, Bastogne, 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 France, and he tells this story about how they'd been under siege for a week in a Mm. trench, like fighting Germans. Um, And there was a cow that ran out into the middle of the firefight. Uh, And then Bucky fought super hard to get to the cow and bring it back. And he butchered it. Um, And then some grunt uh, took a grill from a burned out Jeep (laughs) and grilled all these steaks. And, And basically... Nick is like, it was the first food we'd had in months that didn't come out of the can, uh, can, and it was the best goddamn steak I've ever had in my life. We ate that cow from, from tip to tail and gave the bones a military funeral. 
uh and uh and steve is like you know what i remember that that was the best steak i ever had and nick's like that was the best steak anyone's ever had <laughs> and wolverine's like i gotta admit it's it's hard to top that and natasha yeah. immediately is like would have been better if it had been a bear <laughs> i love her <laughs> so uh steve gets a call from thor uh while wolverine takes his steak because steve's not going to finish his steak uh and while everything's going on like steve is like are you sure is that even possible what's going on and yeah. uh he's like okay we we gotta go and nick's like okay well i'll uh i'll handle the tab you guys go and steve's like you might want to come with us nick and nick's like i'm retired uh you know, <laughs> i don't i don't need to come and steve's like it's on the moon and then <laughs> fury's like oh well if it's on the moon i'll go but i'm driving <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, Leia, quick question. Is this, yes. uh, who's running S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point? Or do we um, know? I believe it's Maria Hill. It's okay. Still? So it, it, it's not conveniently not Samuel L. Jackson, but somehow Samuel L. Jackson. It's th- in this particular. So this was uh, um, this was in 2014 that this came out and it is okay. white Nick Fury, not black Nick Fury. Right. right. Which is a whole other unnecessary retcon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but it was it's, yes. okay. it's, it's previous to Secret Wars, which is okay. yeah. the two realities got uh, mixed together. Right. So, and in fact, this is the event just before Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I gotcha. So, uh, so Fury drives them uh, to space in his convertible uh, that literally has the top down, but a little bubble, uh, and it looks <laughs> like Lola from Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. And they land uh, on the moon and Thor's like, so I was flying through space, right? And this blood was in space and hit me in the face. And then I noticed that there was smoke coming from the blue area of the moon. So I went to go check on the watcher and I found him dead uh, and without his eyes. Mm. Um, so they they all go into forensics mode, which is actually kind of cool because, you know, it is cool. I appreciated uh, it. Yeah, Tony yeah. is there and starts starts looking at things. Wolverine is like, you know, trying to track by scent. Yeah. And uh he he can't because the machines that the the watcher has around um are like constantly sanitizing and scrubbing the air. Sure. Um Black Widow points out that it was a gun uh that killed him due to the the uh ballistics uh, of what's going on in the room and people were like, uh what kind of gun could kill the watcher? Um and then uh Tony points out that the place was ransacked. Like, there are obviously things missing yep. and the whole place has been tossed. Um, Chekhov's ultimate nullifier, right? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Cap basically looks at Nick and is like, you're on the lead of this investigation uh, because you. this is, like, your area of expertise. Like, the, there yeah. is no one that knows more about this or what's going on, um, you know, than than. Um, so Fury's like, okay, well, first thing, um, there is a very small list of people who even knew about the Watcher, nonetheless, who could kill him. Yeah. Um, and not all the names on the list are bad guys. Yeah. So Cap's like, listen, someone was murdered. All I care about is the truth. I want to get to it. So uh, in Wakanda, uh, you know, uh, Black Panther gets a message from Nick, uh, who he's basically recruiting him. He's like, the Avengers are, are not cut out for this job. Yeah. Um, there are certain people that are, you are one of them. 
Um, there are places that I'm going to send you that that most people would not dare go to. Um, and so that's why I reached out to you. Um, we're going to go to a trail. There's a lot of different locations. Um, but, you know, here here's my team. And Black Panther's like, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, <laughs> So then you see Black Panther. So this is going to be different units in what is going to be called. Do they end up calling them the Secret Warriors? Mm, they don't call them anything, really. Okay, yeah. So Fury's team is like three smaller units. Right. And that will be important because there are people okay. that are on these units and people that were left off intentionally. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so Scott Lang, Emma Frost, and Black Panther are a team. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you said you're out of the hat next were yeah right uh <laughs> but it's great because scott lang and emma frost are talking at first and scott is just being scott and right. uh basically being like hey aren't you still like a wanted criminal right yeah like, the phoenix force <laughs> like <laughs> and uh and emma's like okay well one more word from you you and i can psychically make you incapable of speaking <laughs> and he's like okay well Bye. Uh, yeah. The next team. We <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> is Stephen Strange and the Punisher. Yes. Who, who are interrogating a dude. Uh, and uh, Frank at one point is like, the first 15 minutes were just for making him talk. The last hour was because he deserved it. <laughs> to which Stephen Strange is like, okay, we're done with this guy. And like teleports him. And the Punisher's like, what the hell? And uh, Strange is like, I sent him to a dimension ruled by beetles the size of Dobermans. Surely <laughs> <laughs> even you must approve. And uh, and Frank is like, yeah, don't you ever in- interrupt my my uh, interrogations ever again. So where are we going? Uh, and then it goes to team number three, which are in Earth's orbit in a spaceship. Okay. It, it is Moon Knight and Winter Soldier. Uh <laughs> And they pick up Gamora. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. So these are the three teams or the three units of the team. Yeah. Um, back on the moon, uh, Nick is kind of recording, uh, you know, his his take of the forensics of the situation. Uh-huh. Um, he's saying it was a clean kill, it was one shot. Um, there was no panic, shaky hand. Uh, so this person has killed before. Uh, which eliminates absolutely no one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially if you look at the team that he put together, it, absolutely no one. Um, Cap shows up and tells Fury um, they pulled green bullet shards out of the Watcher's skull, um, to which Fury's like, okay, we should get Banner on it right away. Um, and then Cap gets a call from the Fantastic Four. Um, right. Back in Manhattan... The Thing and uh, Spider-Man are fighting a mindless one. Okay. Uh, extra-dimensional monster that, yeah. as the name suggests, should be mindless. Except this one is telepathic and is yelling. It's, it's basically sending out messages like, knowing is pain, make I not know again. <laughs> All right. It also says, we should have never gone to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just uh, good practice in general. Like, there's right. no, nobody has any business on the moon. Right. And well, then we've discussed this. <laughs> we didn't know that there was, you know, that it was already occupied. <laughs> it's occupied by like three things at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
but in in 1969, you know, we didn't know well, that. Well, that's true. That's, that's true. true. That's true. At this point in 2021 or 2022, uh, the moon seems kind of crowded. I feel like everybody lives on the moon. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> Throw in the moon at night. Uh, <laughs> so the mindless one basically reveals that it is changed. Basically, it's like evolving due to whatever happened on the moon and that the man on the moon knew and making it know was his revenge. And that's when he pulls out the ultimate nullifier. And uh, the thing recognizes it and is like, oh, hell, that's the ultimate nullifier. Spider-Man's like, unless it's ironically named, I'm guessing that's bad. Uh, (laughs) And basically the mindless one is now like, you can't change what I've seen. I was content being a beast. I was content being mindless. But now sin is all I can see. So it's better to see nothing at all. And it shoots itself in the head with the ultimate nullifier. Yeah. Uh, taking out like five city blocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Spider Man and the Thing are okay, though. Well, yeah. Spider Man and the Thing are somehow unscathed. Uh, so, uh, as the Thing is like, okay, what the hell's going on? Because uh, Cap and, uh, and Fury show up, uh, you know, and, and Widow in Fury's, uh, oh, and Wolverine in Fury's uh, convertible. And Fury's like, this is a crime scene now. I'm in charge. Uh, you know, we, ha- we have to start working on this. Meanwhile, uh, what I'm going to call Team A, which is Black Panther, Emma, and Ant-Man, mm-hmm. are journeying to the center of the Earth, uh, okay. where they have been sent. Team B, which is Strange and Punisher. Uh, <laughs> Punisher's basically like, so, your plane or mine? And, uh, and Steven's like, plane? Oh, Fury didn't tell you the details. This is going to be good. And it like blinks them somewhere, <laughs> teleports them somewhere. And then Team C, which I will admit is probably the strangest of all the teams, uh, but great, of Gamora, Moon Knight, and Bucky. Yeah. Uh, are in space. Um, and they're flying somewhere in space. Somewhere else uh, in a warehouse, there are uh, 13 mindless ones evolving and like started to gain like personal sentience and really not having a great time with it Mm -hmm. um there are two um figures in shadow uh one of which that has a bag over his head um that are talking about how they're evolving but so are we um and the guy with the bag on his head is like but it's not our eyes i'm most interested in opening as he reveals that he has one of Owatu's eyes like in a napkin you should really put that on ice (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of forensic care that probably should happen in this with eyes yeah yeah i i won't get into it for the sake of our listeners but i had a lot of thoughts (laughs) about that meanwhile in the center of the earth oh this is issue two by the way that was the end of issue okay uh team a uh is looking at these little like subterranean creatures that Uh are scared of them and, and they are in a gigantic graveyard where there are creatures both identified and never identified um, that someone has taken and like every couple of months has just dumped a body down here. Um, they're tracking kind of the radiation to see um, what killed them. Uh, Ant-Man's really small and, and going through the corpses. Um, and Ant-Man finds something. Meanwhile, in New York City, uh fury is driving around or flying around in his car 
on comms with Cap, who is uh, tracking down one of the mindless ones with uh, uh, Nat, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. Uh, the mindless one jumps out of a 49th floor window and lands in the back of Nick's car. Uh, Nick's anti-measures kick in and start like grabbing the mindless one and holding it down. To which the mindless one starts saying, let me go. I need to keep running. I must outrun my own mind before it drives me mad. Um, Fury's like trying to interrogate it by shooting it. Uh, and the mindless one basically said it was being on the moon was the first time I ever knew sin. One doesn't deserve to die for their original sin, do they? Um, and Nick's like, oh, okay. So you admit it. You killed the watcher. And the mindless one's like, I still can't bear to look at that eye. Why won't you let me keep running? To which Nick ejects out of his car and shoots it, uh, blowing it up. <laughs> um, Tony is watching all of this on screens. Uh, he's in a lab with uh, Bruce Banner and goes, please tell me that that mindless one is still alive, Nick. And Nick's like, I better have her. I just killed my car for nothing. Uh, <laughs> so Bruce and Tony are basically talking about uh, how they're going to contain this mindless one so they have like a vibranium cell and they have mm -hmm. telepaths and all of these other things to basically figuring out what happened right. um the uh sorry okay uh they also are looking at uh like footage of the moon the last okay. few months uh a few weeks and find a single ship made out of gold that traveled to the moon around the time of the watcher's death um, they are also notified that the mindless one from Fury's car is alive and has been captured. Meanwhile, Team B uh, is in the realm of man-eating shadows, uh, <laughs> searching sure. for corpses. Uh, Strange finds one and is like, "Ah, yes. Well, uh, you know, there's uh, there's this beast." And uh, Punisher starts looking for an exit wound. And Strange is like, don't be ridiculous. A thing like this cannot be killed with a gun. And Punisher pulls out uh, a, a green, giant green bullet and is like, uh, you're wrong. Uh, All right. I, uh, I have a, a question. Yes. Is there a reason everybody's going to graveyards? They're just like, cool I, places to go. I mean, no, they are. I, I like, took my senior pictures in the graveyard. Sure. And we just found a green bullet with the corpse and we learned something of other graveyard. Like like plot wise, I'm like, oh, okay, we're learning stuff. But like, so an ancient alien is dead on the moon and Fury's like, all right, guys, all the weird graveyards in the universe go there. Like what like is there a is there a there is eventually. There yes. Yes. Okay. I, I can't uh can't fully answer the question because it will get answered, but so, there so is a point. Got a reason the reader just we're not there yet. Right, right. Yeah. This comic okay. gives you a lot of questions that are all answered in rapid fire toward the end. Yes. Yeah. It's a all really right. good it's been, it's essentially murder okay. mystery. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So back in uh in the where all the mindless ones and the shadowy figures are, mm -hmm. uh the villains are kind of talking to each other while the mindless ones uh are are still evolving and doing things like quoting gertrude stein after <laughs> uh sure. but the shadowy figures also talk about how they're evolving as well um so something is still going on uh with all of them uh and it has something to do with the watcher's eye uh the man with a bag on his head uh 
tells the the other uh, figure that uh, they should stay away from the windows um, because there have been Avengers flying past all day and that they'll be coming soon. Um, and the, the, the person he's talked to is like, I've been saying that, but all you do is stare at the stupid eye. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the, the guy's like, yeah, I, I don't know how to make it open. There are things inside that want to get out. Um, and then there's a third figure that's on a hospital bed uh, in this warehouse. Uh, and they okay. comment that he looks even worse today than he did yesterday and that he's changing. He's, he's evolving more rapid. Um, so at this point, like they're, they're at the point where these two figures are, are going to come to blows when the guy in the bag is like, nope, you're going to need every last bullet because uh, the Avengers have completely surrounded the building. Um, they say that there's every superhero from all five boroughs of New York City and then some. <laughs> uh so the uh the woman of the two now that you you can see she's a woman like opens sure. up a panel there's a bunch of guns all of them gold guns and okay. she jumps out the window uh revealing herself to be i can't believe i'm about to say this name <laughs> exterminatrix yeah <laughs> um how um the new character, yes. I'm assuming. Uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I do I, I do not ever recall seeing this character before or since, to be quite honest. Um, she looks she is kind of how you would expect. Um, yeah, she's right. she's in a uh, you know, thigh high, you know, vinyl boots and a vinyl looking corset and trench coat. She's got like half a gimp mask on with like her She's got long red hair that's like sticking out the top and like a sort of ponytail. Um, and yeah, she is, uh, she's something. She's something. Yep. She's a battle dominatrix. Mm -hmm. cool. Well, let's get to see Todd McFarlane's getting work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so she jumps out the window to fight all the Avengers with, about, with the, the 13 mindless ones. Okay. Um, and she says, tell my father I died gloriously. Tell, tell him I made Thor bleed. Um, <laughs> to which the man with the bag on his head is helping. Um, and it, the guy that he's helping down is the guy that was on the hospital bed. And he looks like he's turning into the thing. Mm -hmm. um, like he's, he looks like he's like made of rock. Um, okay. And uh, so, so as he helps him escape, uh, Dominatrix like hits the car, exterminate exterminomatrix and yells kill the pretty ones first <laughs> uh big fight um the man that the bagman is helping basically says he feels like his face is about to explode to which the bagman says that's good we might need you to do that uh <laughs> um the the thing man is trying to convince bagman to get rid of the eye um sure basically is like that that thing there's no good that's going to come from that thing um you know it's his eye it's the watchers um everything we knew already um right the avengers take down exterminum matrix uh <laughs> very quickly as well as uh most of the mindless ones uh yeah. to which bagman and Thingman walk outside to which they're facing all of them like I'm looking at this panel, and it's like all the Avengers, all the X Men, uh, everybody, <laughs> like every everybody, yeah. yeah. 
uh, and they say, you know, oh my God, he has the, the watcher's eyeball. Um, put the eye de- down and step aside. Whatever the hell this is, it's finished. You're murderers and you're all going down. To which the bag man says, um, you're wrong on both counts. Um, we're not the murderers you're looking for. And this, this isn't an eye. Not anymore. It's a bomb. It's a bomb full of secrets. And you know what bombs do? They go boom. To which he pulls the bag off of his head to reveal that he is the orb. He is a villain with an eyeball for a head. I wish I could make this up. I, yeah, I, I think I've seen that once or twice. Yes. <laughs> and he's holding up the watcher's eye as energy rushes out of the, the eyeball. Not, not his head. The watcher's eye. Right. Uh, and hits everyone around. That is the end of issue two. Now I got to skip through a bunch because there's uh, different comics in between. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, so I accidentally I read, or while I was reading through some of this, I accidentally read some of the like side stories, specifically the Thor and Loki one, and it was uh-huh. very interesting. Yeah. So we start um, issue three weeks yeah. ago where the orb is talking to somebody. And says he's had a dreams about a mansion on the moon. And he feels like it's his mansion. Um, and, uh, and that when he wakes up, the watcher is standing at the foot of his bed all the time. Basically, you know, uh, upset that the orb believes he should have the mansion. Okay. Um, but this has led the orb to now know that the watcher exists and to kind of look into him. Right. Um and so this is where he's at a meeting convincing Dr. Midas, uh, who does exactly what you think he does by his right. name, <laughs> and Exterminatrix, who is Dr. Midas's daughter, uh, basically they, he, he wants to work with them to go and pull a heist on the moon. He wants moon to heist. rip off the Watcher. So <laughs> I, the answer is probably, hey, comics, but we live in a world with a guy for with an eyeball for a head, but they have to find another character to find guns made out of gold. Like it feels okay. I'm just I'm I'm sorry. I have to take go. take all the time you need to process. Yeah, I, I just all right. <laughs> Comics. Yeah, right. Like I, all right. I I not once not once of this whole time have I thought, oh, there's a spaceship made of gold. Oh, there's golden guns. I wonder where they got them. Like I just. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the man with the golden gun meets Moonraker. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so meanwhile, back in the present, energy fr- from the eye hits all the heroes and a bunch of pa- like random passersby who all now know secrets that are specific to them. So for some reason, the Hulk wants to kill Tony Stark. Uh, Thor basically is like, I have a sister. um uh people like there's a woman who's like with the babysitter you dog and starts beating her husband uh and uh somebody else is like i suddenly know who killed my mother um (laughs) fury (laughs) fury puts the orb under arrest and says he wants to know uh and the orb like surrenders and is like i want to know who murdered the watcher as much as anyone else because it wasn't me Meanwhile, Team A has collected an entire bag 
of these green bullets from all the corpses that are down here. All right. Identified themselves to be gamma irradiated bullets. Um, Some of the oldest corpses there have been there for decades. Um, The most recent, only a few years. Um, They're all creatures of the underworld. Some are familiar, some are not. Um, And Emma's like, what, what does any of this have to do with the watcher being shot on the moon? Um, And Black Panther surmises that the killer's been at this for a long time, which means they're, they, they know to stay hidden. Um, and the only person that would have seen him or them would have been the Watcher. So that's, you know, that's a witness. <laughs> okay. Team, team B in, uh, you know, another dimension. Frank is doing ballistics on the, the bullet that killed, like, another corpse that they found. And he's like, yeah, this, this creature was shot from 4,000 yards away. Uh, there are 10 people on Earth that can make that shot, and I'm one of them. Uh, question? Yes. Is that a thing ballistics can actually do? So, I'm glad you asked. Um... <laughs> Science Corner with Miss Leia Cameron. Right. <laughs> so, um, with ballistics in terms of skull fractures, you can tell by entry and exit points uh, a number of things. You can tell whether something was at point blank range, you can tell whether it was you know farther away or not, um, depending on the beveling and the entrance and exit wound of the of the skull parts and whatnot. Um, you can't really say definitively be like this was a shot that was taken at like five hundred and two feet away or something like that. Right. Um, and furthermore, uh, I do not think it, that. Uh, <laughs> that anybody regardless of how good a shot they are uh can can take shots at like four thousand yards away i don't think that's actually a realistic uh estimation um but you know again comics you know the the punisher of course sure yeah he has that ability i'm i'm sure one of the other people on that list is probably bucky barnes who's you know renowned for being a sniper same thing with nat um you know so um you know of the 10 people that are on this list and he doesn't really go into it but like um it, they're probably all people that we we know like in terms right. know, from comics but but yeah in in the real world can you can you tell something like that kind of but not with real uh right. real accuracy right all right <laughs> thank you so strange is like okay cool tell me every single name on that list because now now right. we have a list of suspects team c is uh in space like where their coordinates are that they're supposed to, you know, technically go and they're not seeing anything. So they start kind of bickering a little bit until they run into a trail of shell casings floating in space. Uh, they are also being observed by uh, two other shadowy figures. Um, and one of them says, we'll have vi- visitors soon. Make sure everything's ready. Prepare for the worst. And then, the shadowy figure holds up one of the green glowing bullets and says, we're going to need a hell of a lot more of the back in Avengers Tower. Uh, <laughs> the Hulk and Wolverine are interrogating the orb, which <laughs> um, I'm not sure how great of an idea that is. No, not, not, not great at all, but it does give one of the best lines that, that, that uh, like out of this whole comic, uh, where the orb just straight up dead ass is like a tortured school teacher and a deranged physicist. Is this some sort of bizarre variation on the good cop, bad cop routine? And I lost it. Like, 
To which Wolverine responds with more like stab cop, smash cop. <laughs> Uh, this, this this comic is is so good <laughs> it's goofy as hell but it's so good i was explaining to jen today before she went up to take a nap because she's not feeling well um that this may be not the, by no means the worst but probably the craziest mm-hmm. like just in terms of shit that happens of the comics that we've yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's got it's got that nice grim and gritty event driven marvel thing that they were dude was literally time. murdered and his eyes were cut out right yeah. but like it's full of like uh silver age eyeball headed people and lines about like the only thing we know about the black widow in this is that she likes to eat bears because she's russian you're like what what story <laughs> right? are you there what is happening <laughs> yeah there's a there's a lot of weirdness in this and it's just delightful it's very yeah, zany no, it's- <laughs> Which I, I would I, still argue is better representation of Nat than most of the MCU. But well, true, <laughs> true. see the graphically novel episode on Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> all right. So basically Wolverine's like, tell me what happened on the moon. Tell me how you killed the Watcher. And the orb's like, listen, bring Nick Fury to me. I'll tell you everything. Um, so we go to Fury, who's talking to Cap, uh, that they're, he's, he's looking for Midas and his crew and, and can't find any of them. Um, so, uh, the energy signature that they were using to track the mindless ones is gone. Uh, so Midas must've figured out how to block it. Um, there is nothing here on how exactly Midas and, uh, Exterminatrix Matrix got away, but I guess we're supposed to just assume it was while everyone was getting secret bombed. They just kind of sure. snuck away. Yeah, that's, it, it's not, never outright stated, but it's definitely implied. Right. Uh, and Cap is like, uh, we're stretched pretty thin. We're going to need more heroes. And Fury's like, yeah. You remember when that bomb full of secrets went off, Steve? <laughs> like, half of our, our heroes left to basically go on their own side quests. <laughs> um, See, if this was set in the Midwest, they would have just passively aggressively ignored it all and brought it out at Thanksgiving dinner. So, <laughs> Which is funny you mentioned that. Like, because Steve, because Nick literally is like, so Steve, what did you see when the bomb exploded? And Steve's like, that's not the mission right now, Nick, and signs off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nick is look is holding and looking at the eye, uh, and is like, see, Captain America saw something, and Captain America doesn't have secrets, but I do. So why didn't I see anything? So Team C is on a has tracked the uh, trail of casings to a planet. Uh, it's a big dead planet. There's nothing alive on it, um, but there's a bunch of uh, bullet holes in the ground. So Bucky's like, "What the?" And then like takes a little like device and throws it up in the air so that it goes into orbit and takes like basically an, uh, a picture from space. Okay, uh, they are on a dead living planet. So someone has killed a living planet uh, with these bullets. Killed, you say living planet. Are like we about like ego the living planet. Yeah. Type. But, not, but not, not ego. Yeah. Not right. ego directly, but like very okay. similar. Uh, the do. panel actually shows essentially like what, what looks like a planet, except it's also a face that is, uh, you know, wide, yeah. his mouth wide open in agony, like um, quite dead. Yeah. Uh, once again, we can only really explain so much of the art in a lot of these. But this <laughs> yeah, no, is, no, like I, um, that, that, that picture, yeah, we're right. Okay. So they talk about, like, the three of them are talking about the 
the power that you would need to kill a planet. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, Nat and uh, Moon Knight are kind of talking about it and that, that it narrows their list of suspects. And Bucky's like, yep, sure does. Um, so they keep talking about it and they're like, okay, we need to get in touch with Black Panther. We need to do all this. And they, the, Nat turns around and is like, right, Buck, Bucky? Bucky, where'd you go? And Bucky's gone. It, it's not Nat, it's Gamora. I'm sorry, Gamora. Gamora, you're right. And Gamora turns around and uh, Bucky's gone and the ship that they had explodes. All right. Uh, to which Gamora says, I think we just found our prime suspect. So now we go back uh, to Fury, who uh, who is staring at the eye still. And Wolverine is like, you need to get in here. Uh, the orb's ready to talk. Um, and Fury's like, okay, yeah, I'm on my way. And he looks back at the eye. He's like, an eye full of secrets. But last I checked, the Watcher had two. So who's got the other eye? Uh, to which Bucky teleports in, shoots Fury a bunch, cuts off his hand and his head, grabs his head in the eye and says, no more secrets. <laughs> All of that happens. This, in life. this is the story I thought we were going to be telling that was going to upset me. Continue on. <laughs> yep. End of issue three. Yeah. Now I got to flip it, through another one of these. Any questions? That's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I have two. Um, is no more secrets supposed to be like no more mutants or is that just a coincidence? <laughs> just just a coincidence. A board, like nouns and they're just like, no more? <laughs> just just <laughs> a coincidence. Uh, Bucky, Bucky uh, is, is wonderful and great and, and uh, long-time yeah. listeners of this podcast will know that, that I just adore uh, Winter Soldier. Um, but yeah. he, does, he does not have reality warper powers, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's also true. It's very, wait, are you saying it's not actually Bucky? Um, my, only <laughs> other que- my only other question is why God, why? But I don't... Well, we'll, we'll find out because, again, as a Winter Soldier fan, when I was reading through this, I was like, Bucky, no, what are you <laughs> doing? Bucky. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like how you said that, like a dog that you love. But they yeah, just like, yeah. something wrong. Bad Bucky, bad, bad, bad Bucky. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, yeah, it was like like he like he took a dump on my carpet. I was like, no. <laughs> well, it, uh, as someone who was twelve and bought the first comic book that was Captain America, uh, Bucky decapitating Nick Fury doesn't fill me with a lot of joy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But, so, uh, but we will find out why this happens very shortly. Yeah, yeah. I'm TV. sure I'll be totally okay with it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Team B is fighting. Uh, the Punisher has pulled a gun on Strange because of something that he said. Uh, and this, and Strange is like, listen, we have been lied to and it's pissing me off. So uh, you can come with me. We're going to go and regroup with the rest of the team and we're going to talk about this because somebody hasn't told us the truth. Um, he's like, "Is do you believe that it's kind of a coincidence that the, the Watcher dies and all of a sudden somebody knows where this location is or the other locations that other teams have been sent to um and so they basically are like okay okay let's go meet up with the rest of the team uh frank makes it clear that he didn't know there was a rest of the team and uh <laughs> steven strange goes if you thought this little team of bars was awkward well then just wait wait till you meet the rest of the gang <laughs> there's there's the worst there's not not the worst it's the uh Sentences I didn't think I'd hear today. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So Bucky teleports to the blue area of the moon. 
Uh, he is still carrying Fury's head, like, by the hair, and has the eyeball... Okay, so the eyeballs, when they were taken, uh, have the connective, like, Optic nerve. nerve. Optic nerve, sure. yeah. Sure. Uh, so Bucky has tied the optic nerve to his belt, so it's just like hanging off of his hip. Uh, <laughs> sure. He says to no one in particular, I know you're out here, I know you can hear me, I'm coming, and I'm bringing a friend, to which he holds up Fury's head. Right. And teleports somewhere again. <laughs> Meanwhile, Team A is uh, coming up from beneath the Earth's surface uh, to see that uh, they're kind of catching up from the alerts. So um, they know that the orb is in custody, that multiple others are at large. They know of Dr. Midas. Um, but Lang is like, I don't buy, I, I don't see Midas killing the Watcher. That seems like way outside of his, you know. Uh, and uh, Emma has a brilliant like whole thing about how uh, men that wealthy get bored easily. So obviously it, it probably wasn't, wasn't him because like this person has been hunting underground monsters for years yeah uh and then they notice that t'challa is they're coming to the surface and t'challa's not slowing the ship down uh they break through the surface of the earth and start flying into space uh and emma decides it's a great idea because panther's not responding to them uh to go into his mind uh she cries out because, as she describes it, Black Panther's mind is like a bear trap wrapped in barbed wire that someone set on fire. <laughs> uh, right. Yep. And the uh, ship flies out of Earth's atmosphere towards the moon. Uh, they also find out, by the way, that Nick Fury. In Avengers Tower, uh, Hulk and Wolverine are investigating the body of Fury. Uh, Wolverine takes one sniff and is like, huh, it's Bucky. Thought he was dead. <laughs> uh, then Team A teleports in. Um, or no, I'm sorry, Team B. Team B teleports in. So Strange and Punisher show up and uh, look at Fury's body dead next to Wolverine and Hulk. Wolverine's like, listen, this ain't what it looks like. To <laughs> which Strange is like, neither is this. And there's a fight. Uh, Punisher shoots the Hulk, to which Hulk's like, is that supposed to hurt? And Frank's like, no, no, no. But this might. And he hits the remote because all the bullets had explosives in them and blows the Hulk out of the side of the uh, Avengers Tower. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Comics. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Strange and Punisher are like, okay, we need, to, we need to work quick. Strange is like, yeah, we would take Fury's body, but I don't think it's worth a closer look. But there's something else here that is. Uh, and he goes... And starts talking to the orb. <laughs> and the orb's like, oh, somebody stole my eye, didn't they? Um, and uh, and and the orb's like, oh, he did send you. I can tell, I can tell, but he didn't send you to kill me. The truth is, you don't know who you're working for. <laughs> and so uh, they're basically like, okay, uh, Hulk is coming back in the building. We don't have time for this. Uh, and the orb's like, listen, I'll show you the truth. Uh, you know, I'll go with you. Uh, but you're going to want to, the eye is going to want to show you the truth and you're going to want to look, but you should, it's a bad idea. So team A is approaching uh, a satellite that Black Panther's like, yeah, this was the signal. Um, this was the call that I received uh, the night that we were assigned to the center of the moon. So this is where Fury called Panther from. Um, 
and he's like, and I've been tracking it since, and now I have the coordinates. So I'm going to go in there. Uh, so team A goes in um, and is uh, met by team B, um, who now include the orb. So it's Punisher, Strange, and the orb. Um, they basically all pull guns on each other and are like threatening each other, um, trying to figure out whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? We were lied to. We were lied to, too. Um, and then uh, Black Panther's like, okay, how'd you find this place? And Strange says, oh, I didn't. Uh, the orb did. To which the orb shows up and is like, hello, I talked to eyeballs. Uh, and so they're all kind of talking to each other and trying to figure out, like, you know, figure out what happened. Um, when the orb is like, oh, hey, the eye is close. The eye is close and the eye is not alone. To which they see Bucky in the rafters holding the eye and Nick Fury's head. Sure. Um, to which Bucky's like, just so you know, I don't trust a single one of you. And I expect the feeling is about to be mutual. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of jumps down. Um, and everybody's like, uh, is that Fury's head? What What the hell is going on? Uh, oh, man. To which Punisher pulls a gun on Bucky and is like, I never liked you. Now I know why. And Bucky verbally fucking destroys Frank. Love it. Love, by saying, love this moment. By saying, I'm not some corner dope pusher, Frank, and I'm not afraid of a man who can't protect his own children. The Punisher has now died. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I Fatality. I'm very yeah. glad for the teleporting powers that were like, okay, this isn't... Yeah, it's the power of Snark is, is what allows him to teleport. Um, so Bucky... Like basically they're they're all like, you know, crazy at each other. And Bucky holds up the head and is like, listen, this head is the it doesn't get any more out because another ship docks and Gamora comes out screaming and going straight for Winter Soldier to kill him. Um, screaming at him. Moon Knight comes out and is like, Hey, you guys might want to sit this one out. Bucky's got it coming. Uh <laughs> and this is when we also find out that uh while Bucky left them stranded on in deep space on a planet. Right. Uh, Gamora was able to call Rocket Raccoon, who is here now, <laughs> and was able to go pick them up. Oh, thank God, the talking raccoon is here. He's yes. right now, every, everything will be solved. <laughs> right, everything will make much more sense. Uh, Bucky, while Gamora is just like trying to kill him, is like, no, believe it or not, I was trying to protect you. And she's like, is that what you told Fury? Since you've cut off his head. Um, to which Emma Frost is having none of this and is like, listen, we need to figure out what's going on. And she just cold cocks Gamora in her diamond form. Yeah. Um, everyone has like a whole fronting off against each other moment where everybody wants to fight everybody. Um, Gamora goes to attack Bucky again. Bucky holds up Fury's head. Uh, Gamora's sword goes into it and it starts shorting out because it is an LMD. Um, it is a life model decoy. Uh, he's a robot. He's half robot and half clone, which now we've gotten clones. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I'm not a roboticist or a cloneicist, but <laughs> if you have one, why, what, what does the hybrid get you? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I would turn your attention to the fourth or fifth season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which goes deep into LMD. Well, yeah. Yet another show where I end it by saying, watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hear Transmopolitan's good, too. Yes, it is. 
Okay, very much is. Uh, so Bucky basically is like, yeah, I cut off his head and then I used a chip in the head to track where it came from. And that's how I ended up on the satellite. Um, so everybody's like, okay, great. So where's the real theory? Um, yeah. And uh, and Moon Knight's like, how do we even know there is a real theory? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, more people will understand Moon Knight soon. And that fills me with joy. Uh, <laughs> So everyone is like, well, we were, we were hired by Fury and, and everyone's like, yeah, we were, ch- we were running around chasing each other, but we are the secret team. So, and, uh, and Emma's like, what the hell does that mean? You said we were all working for Nick Fury and a voice comes from behind a door that's opening. It says, oh, you were, and you still are, as there's a very, very old Nick Fury surrounded by young Fury LMD. Mm-hmm. I have so much trouble with that but go uh, fine <laughs> end of issue four beginning of issue five we're halfway through folks yep so issue five is actually i made the active decision to make this actually a pretty short recap um because there's a lot of detail in here but it's not detail like super important to the story but it explains fury's backstory um, oh. and what led us to this so we start in Kansas in 1958, where there are aliens invading. Uh, and Fury's like, yeah, we dealt with aliens before, but not on the scale. And one man shows up and beats all of the aliens back uh, and dies in the process. The man's name is McCord, and he was working with Howard Stark, who explains that uh, McCord and Stark are part of like an organization that try to take out alien threats before they are really a problem. Um, they're like the, the uh, protectors of the earth that, that no one even knows about because they're taking out threats before the threats even get yeah. that bad. Um, so uh, Howard Stark recruits Fury to replace McCord and Fury starts a career basically killing alien threats for earth, uh, which at one point he insinuates he does on the weekends while he's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. during the week. Uh, and he does this for years. And he used, uh, he used everything on Earth that he finds out about, especially after he becomes the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, you know, gamma radiation, gamma bomb goes off, creates the Hulk, and Fury's like, hey, that gamma radiation would be really useful in bullets. Right. Uh, Stark check, tech, PIM particles, like all these, the science, Fury's a connecting point with S.H.I.E.L.D. that he can start to use it to protect the earth um but he was also using his judgment it shows a scene where a very early on spider-man is being targeted by nick and nick decides not to kill him because even though he's irradiated and he could pose a threat nick wants to give him the chance to choose his own path to see if he'll be like a hero or or not um okay so that kind of sums up most of the fifth issue. There, like I said, there's details. You watch a lot of Fury killing other aliens and, and some sure. more details, but that gives you what he's been up to, uh, you know, and also explains the graveyards. Um, right. Black Panther asks, okay, fine, but what the hell happened to the Watcher? <laughs> right. And Fury's like, well, he died, and now it's my turn. End of issue five. Yeah. Do they tell us why Fury's old, or did they just pretend like he's really he's old because this is this is the original Fury, right? Okay, so the um, right. 
all of the previous so the, the the implication here is all the previous iterations of fury have all just been lmds which is why he doesn't appear to age right okay that's what i i the there was a whole reason fury was young that wasn't robots and you know get off my lawn so we're fine <laughs> no that that will be explained yeah. okay yep so uh beginning of issue six exterminatrix <laughs> you got it not that and Midas uh, are on a ship in the middle of the ocean on the run and uh, basically talk about how they never should have come back to it. Um, you know, they uh, should have left the moon and just flew into space and kept going. Sure. Um, Midas uh, basically is like, yes, well, we need to go back to the moon um, because I now have a taste of the Watcher's power and I want the rest. Um, and then I need to get the eyes. So in the middle of the ocean is where somehow Midas has been keeping a spaceship that comes out of the ocean and they fly to the moon. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Comments. Um, <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> uh, back on the uh, back on the station, we find out that Fury, original Fury, has named all of his LMDs. <laughs> um, and the one that, that Bucky cut the head off of, he has named Andrew. And he's like, damn it, Andrew, you didn't deserve to go out like this. <laughs> and he also asked Bucky, did you know it was really me before you cut its head off? And Bucky's like, I had a pretty good idea. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so Lang actually asked Fury why he's old now. And Fury's like, well, I don't make LMDs of myself as a withered old man. Um, <laughs> but I look like this because... And, and again, he gets interrupted. Uh, bring down the interruption counter. Uh, right. But uh, the orb is like evolving again. So he's like burning up. Uh, right. And Fury's like to a couple LMDs, it's like, go take him to the interrogation. I, I do have a quick question. Um, yeah. I went to a Christian school, so I may not understand evolution. It's burning up what <laughs> <it> happens? <laughs> <laughs> okay i just just checking i i didn't think it was but you know there were monkeys there was fire there was us right yeah so, okay. so uh jesse yeah this is the first time we've ever spoken but this is particularly hilarious because my field of study is is bioanthropology um and, and that the, the evolutionary process is definitely one of those things that that we study in uh, in great extent, so that was particularly hilarious to me. Sorry, continue. No, no, you met Jesse at least once because it was when I met him. <laughs> okay, went to school okay. with Jr. <laughs> so yeah, uh, all the heroes start like you're not taking him anywhere. You know, not till we get answers. And Black Panther brings everything back around by being like Fury. What happened to the Watcher? <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, and Fury's like, well, that isn't an easy question. Fury has now gotten the old man. Well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I uh, had an onion tied to my belt. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so he's like, uh, he basically explains that him and Uatu have never really. If you say along. I am leaving. No, no, gotten along. Gotten along. <laughs> I almost said it, but gotten along. Um, so we go back to a few weeks ago. Um, okay. Fury wakes up bleeding like on the floor and he looks up and he's like oh my god i can't die yet and the watcher is standing over him so he is taking the watcher's presence as basically like the specter of death right um 
And he's like, I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what's going on. I got a world to protect. And he like forces himself to get up and walk. Um, in the present day, he looks at, at Bucky and everyone and says he's dying. That the infinity formula that's in his system that's been keeping him young all these years is gone. It's been burned up. Okay. Uh, so now he's aging rapidly. So every morning he wakes up like older. Right. And um, he catches up. Okay. Right. Yeah, hopefully that, that answers your question. It does. <laughs> and I think it's fine. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm, but it, it's not any stupider than having the infinity formula. Right. <laughs> uh, so Strange is like, oh, okay, so this was your deathbed confession. You're showing us all these murders you committed, showing us your atrocities. It's like a, it's like a cry for help. And Fury's like, no, not exactly. Like, none of you are here by chance, except for the raccoon. Didn't plan <laughs> on the raccoon being here. Um, but basically, one of you is going to have to replace. Okay. Uh, you are the people that I've hand chosen as being possible replacements for keeping the Earth safe and becoming the new Earth's mass murderer. Uh, Nova, keep going. <laughs> Nova's not there. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying. Bring me the child. <laughs> uh, job it is to defend the Earth from anyway. Yeah, yeah. You would think the Nova Corps would do things like that, but they don't. Uh, they're they're too busy hanging out with uh uh oh man it's not the right name but all i can think of is c thomas howell but it's another guy that was in the guardians of the galaxy yeah movie. i can only think of, of uh nelson riley so you know you got that ah, yeah there I'm you go Lincoln. okay anyway that guy <laughs> that fucking guy uh dewey cox from stand uh walk tall uh <laughs> uh walk hard anyway uh back on earth uh tony steve Nat and, and Logan are, are looking at the LMD and Tony's figured out his life model decoy. Right. Um, and uh, Tony's like, okay, well, let me start going through here and finding out where this thing came from. And then it triggers a self-destruct and explodes, uh, hurting no one, not sure. even Nat, who is, you know, human. Uh, but, uh, and they're like, well, I guess we can't track it now, to which... Reed Richards comes up on comms and is like, nope, uh, it sent out a signal and I tracked it. Uh, we're going to space. And Steve's like, great, Avengers assemble. We're going to stop all these lies and secrets. We're going to figure it out. Let's go to space. Uh, everyone back on the satellite is shocked at the revelation that one of them needs to replace Fury. Um, <laughs> to which Scott Lang is like, are you sure you got the right Ant-Man? <laughs> uh and Fury's like, all of you have the capability of doing this job, which is why I chose. Um, you know, uh, all of this happens and Black Panther is like, this is the last time I'm going to bring us back to what happened to the Watcher. <laughs> uh, to which, like, there's there's a signal to, and Fury's like, well, that's the self-destruct on Andrew's body. We don't have much time. Sorry, we have to hurry <laughs> things along. Sorry, Bucky. And like, Bucky's like, what? <laughs> he teases him. <laughs> <laughs> takes the eye all of the lmds cock their weapons on the heroes and uh and fury's like well still got a world to protect gonna go do that uh you know hopefully at least one of you see what's going on uh and then goes into the the interrogation room and locks himself inside uh heroes start fighting all the lmd big fight um he tells one of the lmds not to hurt them uh 
that LMD, by the way, its name is Matilda. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yep. Everybody starts fighting. So Fury locks the, the door behind him um, and goes to the orb and just starts <laughs> slapping him and being like, how do I open the eye? How do I get the secrets out? Slap. <laughs> um, and the, the, the orb is like, it talked to me. I, it likes me. Um, and, and Fury's like, well, the guy it belonged to never liked me, but he's dead now. <laughs> um, and he like opens a chest and looks down and we don't see what's in it. And he's like, his secrets ought to die with him. Um, meanwhile, uh, back on the other side of the door, one of the LMDs is like, listen, he was just trying to save the world. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's, you have to see the truth. And like Ant-Man's like, he didn't have to be a dick about it. Uh, <laughs> racist, it's just from an older time. Right? <laughs> um, the door also has magical safeguards on it. Um, probably one of my favorite parts of this that's completely, like all the LMDs are on the ground, but Rocket still finds it necessary to shoot one of them in the face. Uh, um and they're trying to get through the door when the other ship with all the other avengers arrive and all the other avengers come into the the uh room with the uh the team the other with fury's team um captain america's like where's the real nick fury tell him the avengers are here and tell him captain america says no more damn secrets (laughs) um to which the door opens and there is Fury in his full, like, gonna kick some ass, kind of look like cable gear, yeah. holding both of the watcher's eyes, uh, okay. saying, All of my eyes are now open. <laughs> End of issue six. I know you were, you're secretly hoping that some of this is gonna make you feel not angry. <laughs> I'm uh, disappointed to tell you. Um, so we go back to days ago on the moon and basically just see what we already know that, uh-huh. uh, you know, the orb Midas, um, exterminatrix and a bunch of mindless ones landed on the moon and went to go rip the watcher off. Um, but we also see that, uh, this is where the, the watcher says, I see you. And Midas says, plan B, kill the bastard. And that's when the explosion happens. Right that we saw all the way back in issue one. Now, back on the moon, uh, Hulk crashes into the moon and Luke Cage is floating in space uh, after getting his ass kicked. Nick Fury is kicking all of the Avengers' asses. Um, You know, the eyes are floating in space and Spider-Man at one point, like, webs them and is like, I got him! And uh, everyone else is just trying to get to Nick. Uh, asking how long they've been lied to and, you know, why would you turn on us? Uh, especially Cap, who's like, doesn't know the full story because he wasn't on the original team. Um, right. And Fury is basically like, even if I could explain it to you, Steve, you more than anyone else would hate me. So, you know, we're not, I, I'm not sorry that I did stuff like this, um, but I needed to. And so Cap's like, okay, well, I'm sorry it had to be like this. He's like, Thor. So Thor goes after Fury and like hits his uh, his space helmet with Mjolnir that, uh, you know, starts to crack it. And uh, back on the satellite, uh, Fury's team is basically deciding whether or not they should be helping the Avengers 
or deciding who's going to take over Fury's team, like job. Right. Uh, they're all like having different sort of crises, except for uh, Punisher, Gamora, and Rocket that are basically like, yeah, no, we're out. <laughs> this, this is too much. Uh, yeah. Rocket, with my favorite line on this panel, I'm still not even sure why I'm here. I just know I hate all of you. <laughs> is um, that the graphically novel like slogan? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and then the orb appears uh, and has changed. And it basically says, I stole all the secrets, including this one. And it, again, out of its own head, its own eye head, Mm -hmm. uh, hits them all with energy. Um, It is implied that what they're they're finding out, the secret that they're seeing, is what happened days ago at the Watcher's Lair, where the Watcher is fighting Midas, Exterminatrix, and the Orb, um, and using just imagine uh, or uh, immense power um and while midas and exterminatrix are more concerned with like getting guns from the armory and leaving the orb is like whoa i must man what must it be like to be that guy um and he realizes the watcher's holding him back uh or or is holding himself back um right. and the orb is like oh man you you've seen your own death Oh man, I can see it in your eyes. You poor, poor Watcher. I can help you. I can make sure you never have to see anything again. And then he shoots Watcher in the head. <laughs> uh, back currently in space where the all the, the fighting is happening, uh, Thor is trying to get Fury to just surrender. And um, Fury's like, oh yeah, you found out about your sister, huh? Um, so just so you know, when you tell this story later, um, it didn't take a punch that knocked you down. It just took a whisper. And he whispers something into Thor's ear um, to which Thor crashes on the moon with Mjolnir and can't lift it again because he is now unworthy. Right? Is this, um, because I don't know, I meant to look this up and I don't know if you would know, Josh, is this the beginning of that storyline with Thor then? Yes, this is the okay. beginning of, uh, of Jane Foster. Okay, all right, got it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Tony is like, oh, man, it looks like like Thor's trying to pick up his hammer. And Fury sneaks up behind him and gives the override code uh, to his suit of armor and says, return to Earth. <laughs> and <laughs> Tony's like, no. <laughs> and Cap is like watching him. And he's like, Tony, where are you going? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and Cap's basically like, what in God's name have you done? And Fury's like, I can see the truth. I see all the truth. Did you know Wolverine murdered his own children? You know, (laughs) Natasha will never understand why I didn't choose her, but it's because she's a lot more like you than she is like, and I was hoping she could stay that way, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, So Fury basically is like, listen, um, years ago I watched a man die. Um, his last words were asking me if it had been worth it, and I didn't have time to answer. But yes, it was. Uh, I wish that man had met you, Steve. I'm sure glad I did. Goodbye. And Cap's like, what are you talking about? And Nick turns his comms off and is like, time to go to the moon. <laughs> Flies off. Um, Midas, Exterminatrix, and the evolving mindless ones have landed on the moon, uh, to which, uh, <laughs> like, 
Midas starts walking towards the the Watcher's mansion. Hulk is like, Hulk will smash. And like, it's starting to lift himself up to which Hulk gets just annihilated, like knocked out by the orb who is here now uh, with a bunch of power. And uh, the orb is like, oh, this is why I'm here. I'm here to see the Watcher's last secret, to see the secret that killed him. Um, so then we go back to days ago where Fury has landed. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just cutting back to days ago, which tells her anyway. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Fury has landed on the moon uh, because he has gotten like indications that something happened at the Watcher's uh, mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, as he gets in there, he sees the Watcher still alive, just missing an eye and not happy. Um, as the Watcher stands up, uh, Fury's like, tell me what happened. Tell me, tell me what you saw. Um, you know, and then modern day Fury lands on the moon. And as he's walking into the, the Watcher's house says, well, at least this time there's nobody watching. As we then see that there are seven Watchers watching him. (laughs) End of issue seven. Yeah. Last issue. So Fury uh, days ago is talking to the Watcher who is missing an eye and is basically like, how the hell do you even get robbed? Uh, You're you're the goddamn Watcher. (laughs) Who jacks the Watcher? Right. (laughs) And he's like, listen, just tell me who did it. I'll take care of the rest. You know, I'll, I'll do whatever. You know, I know that you, you see everything. And so we can't let your eye get into the wrong hands because, uh, you know, this is where Fury has also figured out that the Watcher's eye is where all the secrets are stored. And the Watcher says, you're correct, Nicholas Fury. I do see all things and shows him all of the murders that, that Fury has committed. Right. Um, you know, basically, I know you're a mass murderer. And Fury's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Going back to now, as the Watchers watch what's happening on the moon, um, Midas uh, is like, yes, there's there's power everywhere here, and we need to take it all. Give me the, or take the, the Watcher's corpse so I can drink his blood and consume his flesh. So I must have all of his power. Um, and <laughs> that's when Fury uh, breaks through the wall, cuts off Midas's hand, and is like, well... You're not going to do it with that hand. <laughs> uh, and, and Midas is basically like, listen, this hand is going to grow back, you know. Uh, but mindless ones attack him, to which the mindless ones start attacking him. But they're saying things like he is Fury is the bringer of sin. Fury is the master of secrets. Kill the one who made us know the one who damned us. Um, kill the killer of God. Uh, Fury and the mindless ones fight. Um, and it goes back to the conversation that Fury and the Watcher had days ago, where Fury's like indignant. Uh, and he's like, listen, I, I fought to save the world. I won't make apologies, especially not to you. You have the power to stop anything. And you did nothing. You like to brag about how you've broken your vow more times than anyone can count. Why? Because you showed up? Because you basically whispered a warning? I've been down there day after day in blood up to my knees. You wouldn't have an earth to stand above and stare at if it wasn't for me. (laughs) Um, So tell me who I have to kill next. And the watcher just says, you already know. Uh, Back in uh, current day, um, Midas is basically talking about how he'll grow a better hand and 
we should probably save the old one just in case. We also find out that uh, Exterminatrix is not her real name. Her real name is Obliette, which I'm not sure how that's better. Not not better. Not better. Yeah. Uh, so many questions. For a book about secrets, they've answered so many questions I was not asking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, Obliette, which I'm at least glad that I cannot say <laughs> anymore, uh, sure. says, if we stay, we're going to die. You know, the we're getting closer and closer to death. And uh, Midas is like, I want you to kill Fury. And then I want you to, Obliette, Obliette, where'd you go? And <laughs> she's like stealing his hand and goes, goodbye. I'll always keep you in my heart. And like, GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then it is, it is, uh, Fury beats down all of the mindless ones and is face to eye with the orb, um, where the orb is like, yes, well, I have secrets and including where your armor is the weakest and blasts him, um, and starts like, they start fighting. Um, and, uh, at one point, uh, the orb says, you don't deserve so many eyes, not when you couldn't even keep all the ones you were born with. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the orb basically says, listen, as, as mindless ones pile on Fury to just uh-huh. start beating down on him, uh, the orb goes and picks up both the Watcher's eyes and says, listen, we didn't start any of this. We didn't choose him or his eyes, he chose us. So back in the past, Fury is like, why did they take your eye? Um, You know, it's because of all the secrets. It's because, you know, everything everywhere is in the eye, including what you just showed me. So people know what I've done. So who took your eye? And uh, he pulls a gun, uh, like one of the guns with the gamma bullets on the watcher and says, answer me, what did you see? And the watcher says, I've seen too much. It's time for someone else to watch. And he starts like working up his hands with energy to attack Fury. And Fury's like, don't make me. And then we go back to the prison. (laughs) All of the mindless ones are beating Fury mercilessly, like into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, And as, as the orb is looking at both the eyes, the eyes start strangling him with their optic nerves. Like come alive and start strangling him. Um, and that's when the Avengers, everybody shows up. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's when just Fury's team shows up. Um, and they're protecting Fury and, uh, you know, keeping him from dying. But, uh, Stephen Strange basically is like, we're not here to redeem you. We're here because there's one last sin you haven't confessed to. Say it, Fury. And he says, yes, I did it. I killed the Watcher. And we see Fury shooting the watcher in the head and he says i killed him and then i god help me i took his eyeball <laughs> so that's when bucky's like put the eyeball down this is finished and fury's like nope midas is still inside somebody's got to stop him it's got to be me um and bucky says nick you're going to die if you don't give this up let us finish it we can save the world too and fury says yeah i sure hope you can um he starts to walk back into where Midas is and he says I can do this Bucky I got one more sin left in me get everyone back um so Fury walks into where like Midas is like levitating with all of the energy around him uh and talks about how the Watcher wasted all of this power um 
and he Midas also has the orb like in his energy and is pulling all of the energy out of him. <laughs> uh, we get a shot of the the seven watchers that basically said say we cannot interfere. All we can do is observe. Right. Um, Bucky gets everybody out and pulled back. Um, and Fury starts to walk towards Midas. Um, and Midas is like, he had the power to kill you a thousand times over. Why didn't he? And Fury says, because Uatu the Watcher wasn't a murderer. Unfortunately for you, Dr. Midas, I sure as hell am. <laughs> he takes the eyeball and sticks it into Midas's chest and basically said, you wanted his power? Take it. Take all of it. Um, to which it's too much. And it blows Midas up. Um, so Fury is lying there next to the corpse of Uatu, uh, dying, um, and says, damn, what, what I wouldn't give for a good Cuban right now. <laughs> and then there is an explosion that takes out the rest of the Watcher's house, uh, to which Bucky says, damn it, Nick. And then we see a shot of one of the Watchers saying, goodbye, Uatu. Mm. So later, uh, the Avengers are all coming through the, the wreckage. Uh, they identify the sack of bloody stew that was that was Fury. <laughs> Why Steve decided to say that, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, that not very characteristic of him, but all okay. Right. Wait, wait, and, that, that was in the book? That wasn't your idea? No, no, that was in the book. <laughs> that was a direct Nick, quote. Nick Fury is dead. <laughs> we know that. I've seen the sack of bloody stew that proves it, and we've gotten another sack they tell me is Dr. Midas. Oh <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and Cap's like, basically, what we don't have is an answer. Why? Uh, and he looks at Strange and Panther and is like, is there anything you guys know? And they don't answer him. And he walks away. And uh, and Strange is like, why didn't you tell him? And Panther's like, I don't tell anyone anything. Why didn't you tell him? <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, like, Strange is like, this is one secret that should die with Fury. Uh, you know, back on Earth, uh, Obliette has landed with her father's hand. Um, and as she's basically whining about her daddy being dead, a snake comes out and bites the hand and turns into gold. <laughs> um, somewhere, somewhere on earth, a woman is has her husband tied to a chair uh, and is torturing him with a knife. And somebody knocks on the door and she's like, I've had enough, enough of him treating me like a fool, enough of his eyes. You know, you can't stop me from killing you. To which the orb, who has one of the Watcher's eyes strapped to his chest, is like, lady, I'm not here to stop you. I just want to watch. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, all of the heroes are getting ready to go back to Earth. And they're like, okay, well, that was a weird day. Wait, aren't we missing somebody? To which Thor is still trying to pick up his hammer on the moon. Sure. Uh, in space, there is a alien that... It says their forces are in chaos. Their watcher is dead. The earth is ripe for the taking. We should attack now. And then his head is blown off by Bucky, who has taken Fury's mantle. Um, the last of this is some uh, panels that are that basically have uh, just uh, these words that say, someone who sees all things, all the beauty and horror, all the secrets and sins, someone whose sacred duty it is to record the life of our world, to observe us from afar, to watch, but never interfere, to remain forevermore unseen. He is the unseen. This is his burden now. This is his curse. As you see in the wreckage of the moon, fury in chains 
as the new watcher. Ta-da. <laughs> there you are, Jesse. That Yay. was original sin. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, it was worse than <laughs> I, knew. I I knew Fury ended up as the watcher, but I think I had somehow thought, oh, it must be a voluntary thing. But <laughs> there's something about right, the one-eyed spy of the universe now being the like there's some poetry. No, he's chained there. Sure. That's cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, so this this is my my initial takeaway. You know how in the early two thousands, all the action films had like leather and like trench coats because somebody saw the Matrix. Yes. Yes. You know how the Watchmen uses like time shifts and like really overly complicated plots to like talk about what it means to be a superhero. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This this actually uh, was was described to me as. Um, the oh god what is the author here um let me pull this back up this is uh yeah jason aaron doing his best alan moore was how this was described to me <laughs> it's just like so the thing about the main continuity of this too is it's not nearly as interesting as because it never actually exposes what most of the secrets were yeah well so some and of that's them, all in the tie yeah some of them are in the tie-ins and then some of them like the the thor thing um go into um you know that whole plot line in in his own books and ties in agent of asgard guardians of the galaxy uh guardians yeah. of the galaxy and then so the the bucky thing um this was around the time that there was that very weird run on winter soldier that was done i think by alice cott that was um like bucky in space but psychedelic um and i absolutely <laughs> fucking hated that run it was awful um but that's why he's in space enduring this is because that's where bucky has been is just kicking it in space being like space winter soldier for reasons um <laughs> so there's that so yeah it brings in very weird very weird points in continuity but um yeah overall i thought it was it was kind of fun it was a it was a fun little murder mystery on the moon yeah i i <laughs> I think it's it's got its moments. It's when you back up and try to like. So maybe I, maybe this is a bad one to have just listened to Mister Miracle and be like, oh, oh, original sin. You say, oh, fathers and sons, and like <laughs> intervention. It's like, oh, this could be in. And then a, it just leaves that plot alone. Yeah. Uh, B, there's got to be a better way to shockingly tell us that Midas's hand still has Midas's powers. Right. Other than, <laughs> right. Other than snake. Because the, the snake is like, oh. Wait, this was based on Genesis, right? Uh, uh, snake. Like, there's yeah. no the snake, except for kind of, but not really. I'm right. Snake. And I like to I, hurt old people. And <laughs> I know this is a Marvel event, and I know I stopped reading main Marvel crossovers because of this very thing. It sounds like all the tie-ins are more interesting. Yes. And I know there's another battle world coming, but why isn't this called Secrets War? Right. Oh no. <laughs> nice. Like, and, and so I have a list of the secrets that then turn into things for plots moving forward. I, um, I would actually. Yeah. Sure. So Captain America got. Uh, what we find out is that retroactively, he mm -hmm. had been a member of the Illuminati, um, and had when uh, the Illuminati found out about uh, incursions from. Uh, alternate worlds that everything was colliding basically leading up to secret wars um 
that Cap wanted to pursue peaceful means uh, to basically like work with the other worlds um, was overruled by the Illuminati and they wiped his mind of the Illuminati's existence. Wow. So, so, so he got that back. His secret was the reason Cap wasn't on the original Illuminati is because of his character, but the secret was, no, yes, he was, but he left because of his character. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> Did anybody read the Illuminati and think, oh, gee, Steve should be here? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like, he doesn't get that call. <laughs> That's, I, it, it, tell me more and I'll, I'll be good. Sure. Uh, so Iron Man and the Hulk, uh, the Hulk, the gamma radiation bomb was made by Stark Industries. And the reason that it exploded was because Tony was in a drunken stupor and tinkering with it the day before the test. Damn. That's got potential. Yeah. So there's like a whole point where Hulk right. like, is trying to take out Tony. Um, the sister that Thor uh, found out about is um, Angela from mm-hmm. the Spawn universe. Oh, yeah. I read it. But yeah. Be- oh, God. Which is how they brought her over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that Odin had, it was, she had grown up in the 10th realm, which was heaven. And that Odin had severed heaven from the remaining nine realms and erased everyone's memory of its existence. As he did. Better biblical imagery and more interesting with better ramifications. Anyway, I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't respond to it. It's okay. No, it's fine. <laughs> Spider-Man. <So bad. laughs> Peter Parker finds out that he was not the only person that the radioactive spider bit and that one of his high school classmates, Cindy Moon, had also been bitten and had gotten powers of her own. But uh, Ezekiel, which is like this whole other uh, villain of his, had kept her in a secret bunker. Okay. Uh, Ezekiel was the Stravinsky run, right? With the totem and all that? Yes. Yeah, okay. And basically to keep Moreland and all of those... uh, those people from coming to earth or right. from, basically he hid away like Cindy to be like the last totem that they didn't know right. about. Um, this is dealt with well and not well at the same time <laughs> when silk happens, because for a while, every time they're in the same area, for some reason, the totem makes them want to fuck each other. Oh God. I, I, <laughs> All right. Little- nice things this is why we cannot have nice things yes and that is that is the list of secrets so one unnecessary one interesting one handled badly and one based on a deal with uh alan morris estate to get miracle man in right yes (laughs) okay that that seems worth nine issues right (laughs) uh so yeah it's uh anything else to say on this before we uh move along not to to pile on but like when you told me that right so nick has picked people that could be the watcher which is why natasha and cap aren't in the the teams that are part of all this i'm like oh that makes sense and you're right and yada yada he's picked people that will take over for him not not that's right as the watcher that's right okay see i was because i knew he became the watcher i was I got I got confused a couple times with the eyeball-headed man holding the eyeball, fighting the guy with one eye who has the other eyeball. <laughs> Understandable. But also, the watcher's dead. Right? Um, yes. Gotcha. There's, oh, no. there's, there's so, so much there. going on. There, yeah. there is. And again, I'm partial to the Cap family, but like Punisher in space fighting aliens sounds so much better than Bucky. <laughs> yeah, like Bucky really has no business in space, and I, I genuinely, for the life of me, can't remember why he was in space to begin with but that was more of a that was a much more recent 
development that that happened that I was just and that really was where I stopped reading Winter Soldier comics for a little while because I was like this is dumb as hell um, <laughs> yeah but yeah the Punisher should be doing that not Buck yeah <laughs> uh, I I'd forgotten how much I hated Marvel events because <laughs> they work they work backwards and that's like you don't ever get a good story that way sure right right um you know I of all of it, though, uh, I think Agent Venom existed at this point. I'm curious why Agent Venom was. Oh, that would also be interesting. Yeah. Flash Thompson with the suit. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, uh, no idea. Anyway. Also, Maybe. when I first read this, my big thing was I couldn't believe that they didn't use this as a, as a way to um, undo one more day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think about right. that. It didn't occur to me, but. That would have been cool. Yeah. Other people realizing that Peter Parker and Mary Jane sold their marriage to the devil. Yeah. You know, would have would have been good. Would have been a nice jumping off point. <laughs> just even just even Peter knowing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's all it takes. But, yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah. You know, good idea. Uh, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not executed the best. But you know, my biggest problem going through it is this was stretched out. This did not need to be eight issues plus a zero issue <laughs> no yeah yeah well they, they didn't i mean and you know what do i know i've been paid exactly zero dollars for marvel over my lifetime but like <laughs> you don't need all you don't need all the punchy punchy yeah no. yeah right the one with the power who doesn't intercede and the one who's just human who is fighting the aliens like being at heads and like like there's so much there all also the mindless <laughs> ones gaining consciousness and then therefore understanding what sin is, I was like, well, there's a thread we're just going to not follow through on. Yeah, right. yeah. That could yeah. have been explored a like a little bit. In a book about knowledge and power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, oh, again, it's, it, it, it's bad Alan Moore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, reach for the stars, but also like stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> like It's true. You know, get, a, get an editor. <laughs> get an editor <laughs> but quesada was in charge for years and again that's a whole other podcast about like oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. well uh we did uh you know first season we did the what i consider the three worst spider-man storylines yeah um, and uh all of that basically comes down to fucking editors because straczynski actually was yes. trying to work very very well but it was only when he, editors interrupted him and said no you yeah. need to do this that it got yeah. bad and crossovers yeah. interrupted all of that as well it's true yeah which go, go at least too. in the newer amazing spider-man run uh they have so far uh pseudo fixed the clone saga and sins past thank well, you and i'm really hoping because they keep hinting at it that they're gonna fix one more day come on i know <laughs> trifecta <laughs> i there should just be like a panel of like Doctor Strange briefly explaining the idea of canon and then like waving his hand with like a list of stories that no one pays attention to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> one more day, just which it doesn't count, it never happened. It's never, yeah, it's, I, I would enjoy that. It's just an alternate universe. It happened, it just didn't happen here. <laughs> well, Jesse, do you have any? Uh, how did we do? Uh, uh, you did fantastic. I was, I was following along. Um, until the very end when Nick Fury was trying to give up his job and I jumped ahead. Um, 
<laughs> but no, that was, yeah. Uh, I About halfway through, I was like, oh, this might be something I'd pick up. This sounds dumb and fun and ridiculous. And then, and then somewhere around issue seven, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, it is dumb and fun and ridiculous. It, it doesn't stick the landing. But there are some fun moments with different characters in this. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I, um, I always have a great appreciation for um, putting characters together, like having having characters work together that um, that you wouldn't really expect or, or or that you maybe haven't seen work together, like like Doctor Strange and the Punisher. Yeah. Um, and kind of sure. seeing how that goes. And that so that part is it was interesting to me for sure. Yeah. I was I was gonna say I thought that Betty Cooper leading me to salvation in Jesus was the weirdest thing in the comic book today. <laughs> no, it was Doctor Strange and the Punisher, right? Uh, much more satisfying as well. Another thing that I that I yeah. skipped over a lot is sure. I mean I mentioned it every time more than two heroes are in a room, and sometimes even when only two heroes are in a room, everyone's pulling guns on each other in this comic. Yeah. Yeah, nobody likes each other at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I get we're all lied to, and so I can't trust anybody. And there's a little bit of just the good old comic book you fight for two panels and then become friends of it all. But like at this point in Marvel history, <laughs> right? Do you not know who the good guys are? Right. Like, like have you never met the Punisher or Doctor Strange or Bucky Barnes or yeah. you know whoever? Like, come on, get it together. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for joining Absolutely. us. I'm glad Thanks you could. Me. I'm glad you could make it. We'd love to yeah. have you back on again. So, just let yeah. us know what other crazy ass story you want us to go through. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this to ruin my childhood. That's right. Well, that's that's what we're looking to do. Just one comic <laughs> at a time. I mean, it's funny because people are like, "Oh my God, how could you do this to me?" I'm like, "How could we do this to us?" Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm hurting yeah. too. Has anybody ever thought about what Leia feels? <laughs> So a little bit of uh, of uh, just letting people know, this episode was actually a replacement for one that we did earlier this season. We did All-Star Superman uh, and a bunch of other episodes, but um, I had a catastrophic uh, computer failure that ended up frying uh, basically everything in my laptop. Uh, and I had, for one reason or another, not remembered to back up. So this episode is a replacement for that episode. I don't know if we're ever going to go back and do that episode because God damn it, All-Star Superman was painful. Yes, it really was. <laughs> it really was. I, I mean, if we if we ever choose to go back and do it, a uh, friend of the podcast, Adam Witt, would like to uh, join in and give a uh, an alternate perspective on, okay. on All-Star Superman. So, you know, we we may or may not end up doing that, but, but if we do, uh, he is offered to... Um, to to join us for discourse <laughs> excellent fantastic well everyone join us uh next time for our season two finale we will be doing tom king's vision run uh, which is late i'm very excited uh yes. i've been i've been reading through it and um is it know, like, not great it is i, it, I, I really it. have enjoyed tom king's stuff Yes. Uh, yeah. Tom King and Matt Fraction are the two that this show has really brought me around to. Yeah. Um, I love them both. Mm -hmm. uh, but until then, take it away, Vandella.
Ready to wreck conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration ain't me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little five babies of what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Bad and Diddle 2021.